0: It'd be nice if people left the board in operation form, but somebody decided not to today. So we started off a little slower than we (laughs) normally would. It's Ned Talk. I'm four point seven. The Cave. I'm Joe Weston. Yeah. Happy days. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy uh, belated 4th of July. Ned,
1: how are you? 4th of July. Everybody celebrated, had a big time. And uh, what more can you say? Summer is right with us.
2: And Stormy, how are you? I'm great. Great Fourth of July weekend, nice and relaxing. Got to hear a lot of everybody else's fireworks going off. (laughs) I could just sit out in my lawn and just watch everyone else's. I just (laughs) so got to see a
0: lot of it go off. That was fun. That's nice. I'm I'm still Twitter-pated by this whole thing. This whole board thing. (laughs) Just, just. Well, they got that weirdo on in the morning, (laughs) you know. Leave it the way it's supposed to be. Actually, it was. It wasn't him that was here this morning. It was me. Uh, because uh, Mike, the interim, is out. So it's been, a, it's been a long day, Ned. It's been a long day. We, we were together at 6 o'clock this morning. We're together again 6 o'clock tonight. We're going to do a little sports talk. But the funny thing, I was talking to Stormy before he started the show today, and that was that we had plans for things that we were going to talk about tonight. And it's funny how those plans change during the course of the day with the big news story.
1: Must admit, I'm a little bit surprised, not the fact that, The man has signed the contract or has agreed to a contract, nor the amount of money, nor the time. I am surprised at the chronology, because all this was talked about as being accomplished in 2021. Not this, not in July of 2020, but, hey, strange things happen, and I guess the Chiefs wanted something done much sooner rather than later, and this is huge. It really, it totals out, it's $450 million to over ten years, but it really totals out to over five hundred million.
0: Five hundred three. That's a half a billion dollars for those of you counting dollars at home. Wow, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to pay somebody to play football that's in
1: one season. Of course, it's not going to work this way because there are methods to apportioning contracts mm-hmm. to help out your team. But if you were to take it and divide it one season, one season, forty-five million dollars a year. Yeah, that's a lot of money.
0: Do you let me ask you this. Do you think that the timing of this was done so that maybe they could work out a deal with Chris Jones?
1: I think that is a possibility. Uh, We're going to find out because (laughs) (laughs) one of my favorite musicals of all time is The Music Man. Yeah. And uh, Hermione Gingold, uh, Mrs. uh, uh, Shin, Eulalie McKechnie Shin's (laughs) Tempest Fugit. Tempest Fugit, that was one of the, the key lines. Well, time flies, Tempest Fugit. And we're not too far away from July the 15th. The contract has to be has to be signed by then. Well, number one, he can't sign the contract until he has signed his tender, which is the, oh, I guess for, for want of a better term, permission to continue. Well, he hasn't mm-hmm. signed that yet, and he says he won't unless a new deal has been agreed upon. Well, time is fleeting, folks. And he wants $21 million a year. Can the Chiefs afford to do that, balance the books, get every, and, and, and stay under the salary cap? I think they can for this year, but as the seasons go on and Mahomes continues getting the perks that are in the contract, they're going to run into some really big problems in the next couple of years.
0: How much? What is the salary cap right now? for It the is NFL?
1: 188 million. Wow, 188 right
0: million. So you're looking at almost a fourth of your salary cap is going to one player.
1: I I, I want. Well, of course, it it doesn't all oh, count yeah, for this year. Yeah. I want to say the Chiefs have, and I think I'm right on this, 13 million dollars to spare with their salary cap. 13 million dollars. And that's Jones. Network. Jones wants 21 million a year. Yeah. Now, how can you how can you balance that? Well. The bean counters can. <laughs> you <laughs> they,
0: start cutting players. That's well, how it that happens.
1: C- c- cutting, making some key trades, d- doing something along, and, and signing lesser individuals. But do they have to do that this year? That's the key. To keep Chris Jones, they do. Yes. But uh, maybe he doesn't figure into their plans the way, the way we assume he would. It, it, this, is all, this is all uncharted territory because the Chiefs have never really explored anything quite this valuable.
0: Well, you, you were saying it, did you, ex, you, this was a surprise when it came down this mm-hmm. afternoon, when it all just popped up, there it is, 400, originally the number was over 400 million, and now they're saying it's 503 million dollars, like almost a billion, but it, Everybody seemed to be surprised by this. Your thoughts, Stormy?
2: I'm with Ned. It's, it's not necessarily the numbers. It's not necessarily the new, we knew he would get it. It was the timing factor and that it, it popped up now. Um, makes me wonder exactly what direction they will go with Jones because I I would love to have him back. He's a powerful force on that defense and a pretty good leader for him as well on that defense. He's kind of like uh, we've talked I've, I've talked about Tardif on the offense. He it's, the side just tends to play a little bit better the other players when he's in there. It's it's kind of a motivation factor with him. So I'm hoping they do work something out with him. But again, I don't know they're, they're going to have to hire a juggler. I think with these books to so get, get that one in <laughs> there, but they never
1: know. They might get it cut in there. I just... It has to be a pretty sharp bean counter to get around oh, yes. all this. And again, I think they get through. I think they get through the salary cap problem this year. But down the line, you still have Kelsey, you still have Tyree Hill, Sammy Watkins. That just names the players now. Who's going to be forthcoming? Who might be a star who commands a big salary? It's uh, it's it's really kind of a dicey situation for them, and whether or not they can succeed, we're about to find out.
2: Well, over the next two years, though, uh, I don't. And the story didn't say if this was per year or both years, but Mahomes will get twenty seven point six million over the next two years. So we're not quite into that. I know yeah. we're already into an astronomical number, but not in quite into that forty five yet. To where the team, so it's not quite the big thing that we're making it sound like for this. A particular moment
1: no and and again that's why i say yeah. that it's down the line that it's going to happen exactly. uh, if he gets 27 million over the next two years that's what about uh, 13 and a half million this year yeah and happens to be their salary cap 13 and a half million that's what they have on there again there are ways to juggle this and that doesn't necessarily count the, the whole thing doesn't necessarily account, uh, count against what they have now but it I, I'll tell you, I don't want to appear pessimistic, but it it does. I can't see how they can afford Jones. I just can't see how that can happen. But again, there are ways.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. And if you were going to choose between the two players, which one to sign? I think everybody knows. Oh, oh yeah, Patrick easily. Coles. And there could be a younger player out there that you know. I think everybody last year when when they traded away their top two or or let go, their top two defensive players thought, what in the hell are these guys doing? Yeah, Because they were not a good defensive team the year before. Mm -hmm. They started the season this last year as a poor defensive team, and then they really kind of gelled and came together. But there's something to be said about playing within a system, Mm -hmm. and maybe they've found that
1: Well, in a sense they have, and I do agree with you to a point. They did get better defensively. Uh, but uh, on your overall defensive statistics, they weren't all that good a team. uh yes, they were better. Spagnola made them a better team. But you also have a defensive backfield now that, while it was good last year, is aging. yeah uh-huh. Tyran Matthew, for instance, he's no kid anymore no. and it takes you've got speed demons coming in there to go up against you it's It's going to be a challenge for them. Uh, I think even more of a challenge than whether or not the n f l even plays a season or not, but the fact remains that the money factor for the chiefs <laughs> i hope i hope their uh bank bank account individual their chief financial officer is uh, i hope he 's studying the situation carefully tonight. You're
0: listening to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. It's your local live sports talk show. And we'll talk, we'll take some questions from you guys in just a minute. But let's, let's continue to talk about this contract a little bit further. First of all, I'd like to ask both of you just, just a question I think that's worth asking. Can you imagine how Patrick Mahomes feels at this
1: very moment. I am going to tell you that I don't think it's affected him all that much. No,
0: I don't, but I would also have to say the feeling of security that he has for himself, for his children, for He's, his children's children. He knew,
1: children. Joe, but he knew ahead of time that it was going to be the wealthiest contract in NFL history. He knew it.
0: It's the wealthiest contract in sports history. In sports history.
1: And uh, Mahomes knew this, so I don't think it comes as a great earth-shattering bonanza to him, and he's a smart kid. He keeps things uh, very much to uh, the perspective that he's in. He knows where he stands. He knows what his ability is with the team. He knows how he's accepted by the team. He knows he's the team's catalyst. He understands that completely, and uh, I don't think he'll be overly, uh, overly affected by any of this, and I think his teammates will accept him for what he is. He's not going to... He's not going to get on the high horse and say, do you know who I am? Oh, no, no. I don't that's, see. Him that's that that at never at been his, no.
0: that's never been his MO. Never at all. You see a lot of guys sign these huge contracts in baseball and basketball and, and people go, Oh, can you believe that they signed that guy? I don't think, I mean, it's a lot of money. I mean, it's, it's unimaginable to me, an unimaginable amount of money. And I don't think I would be, I begrudge this guy a dime at all. I think, I think he'd, He's a hero. He's a leader. He's a a terrific football player. He's a good kid. People like him. You cannot
1: begrudge him the money because it was offered to him. Yeah, it was paid to him. The company is right there and they say, this is what we're going to pay you. Will you accept that? And he says, heck yes, I'm going to accept it. My question is, and this is one for, this is a philosophical approach. How much is too much? When do you have enough money? Um, what 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 benefit is there? Which I'm speaking from never having that that much, nor w- ever will. But what benefit is there to having an exorbitant amount of money on hand, other than the security that it gives you? Well, well I out to uh, place and buy ice cream, or maybe a couple of shots here and
2: there. I, I I just see. I mean, he's a very humble person. He and Brittany already have this house that they love. Um, he has his shoe room. Now that he, I don't know if you guys saw the video, of he has his room for his shoes. <laughs> so they're very secure in that. So I, I honestly see both of them working together and doing a lot for the community and doing a lot for people with this money. I just, I see him as being that kind of a human being to step up and do these kinds of if things. If he
1: does that, Stormy, he will be revered in Kansas City for an eternity. And he he's not going to do it for the revered.
2: He, he will do it because he knows it's the right thing to do. It's a good thing to do. It's him saying, okay, I've got this and I can help people. And I, I just see that in him. He just, all the interviews, all the stuff I see with him, he just seems like the type of person who is going to do exactly that. So I, I'm, I'm almost looking forward to see what he does with it and yeah. how he helps the communities.
0: It's, he's a guy I'm excited to watch as he yes. grows throughout his career. I mean, I remember when he signed his first deal with the Kansas City Chiefs, the first big endorsement deal that he signed was for a private jet company so that he could fly his family in to see the games. Mm -hmm. that said a lot to me right there. That said, this is a guy that was close to his family, wanted them to be a part of what he was doing. And he's already
2: a smart deal
0: maker. Yeah. He's already a smart deal maker. (laughs) So, but like you said, the chiefs have some things to think about here as they go forward and decide what they're going to do with, uh, you know, there was some board or panel today that came out in ESPN that said that uh, Tyree kill may be the second best player. In the NFL right behind Patrick Mahomes. And you're gonna have to offer him a bunch of money
1: too. There is no question that he will he will command an awful lot. You have to remember now, guys, we're talking about a team. Yeah. This is not one person. Right. This is a team. Now the one person is very important. The one person is a catalyst of that team, but it is still T-E-A-M. And there is no I to use the old hackneyed expression that coaches will use. There is no I in team.
0: But there is me. (laughs) But
1: the fact of the matter remains that they're going to have to play as a team and they're going to have to have the component parts in there to be able to make it mesh together as a team. Tyreek Hill is one of those individuals who makes it mesh. Travis Kelsey is too, Mm -hmm. uh, this new running back. Uh, from LSU, I think is going to be a very important part of their of their lineup. There are just so many things that you have to consider. But having your leader in the fold right now does some, make a big difference.
0: Yeah, and there's guys that are, are going to want to play with him. And there's also, you know, an instance of this case, like we see a lot of times in the NFL, they backload those contracts. And then a little bit later on down the road, when Patrick Mahomes is a little bit older, they're going to go to him and they're going to say, hey, you know, we'd love to put another Super Bowl team together, but, you know, we're a little short on money. Can we rework that contract? And most oh, yeah. most guys do. Yeah, You know, whether he will or not, that's another question. I, I foresee him as being that type of guy. Tom yeah. Brady was that type of guy. He reworked his contract so that he could get the pieces around him so he could get another Super Bowl ring, and I just see that as being something in the future for Patrick Mahomes.
1: I, I think you're probably right. And that's when I said uh, along the lines that, uh, several years from now, their salary cap is going to get hurt. But that does not take into consideration the fact that they might rework this somewhere along the line. I think he's going to be paid, as you mentioned, something like $27 million over the next two years. Mm-hmm. Well, that's in a way readjusting things so it fits into the scheme of how the, how the ball club can operate uh, fiscally responsible. Uh, so from that standpoint, yeah, I think, uh, I think the whole situation will work, but it doesn't guarantee Chris Jones coming back in my opinion. I, I really feel like they're going to have trouble they're going to have trouble figuring on a 21 million million a year packed into what a salary cap will withstand. That that's, that's, takes a big load. Even uh, a mathematics dunce like me <laughs> uh, can see that. It's, it's, it just is not going to be very easily done if it can be done.
0: Well, as we said, the timing on this is a little strange, and maybe it was an effort to maybe figure out a way to sign Chris Jones, get this done first, and then approach Chris Jones and get that straightened out.
1: Now, that's looking at it with the glass half full. (laughs) Looking at it with the glass half empty, I did this on our TV bit, which we'll run tonight between 9 and 10 over on uh, uh, KYCW. The glass half empty is, did it tell the National Football League... Guys, we can't sign him. We can't afford him. Come on after us with a deal now, and let's see what we can do. It may be one of those two messages. I think both of them, both of them resonate in a positive way as to what they might be able to do.
0: Interesting how it all plays out—the little soap opera of money yeah. that goes on in the NFL. And that's kind of makes the sport interesting. I mean, it's an interesting sport, but it's it's that little extra little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a huge baseball fan. There's no salary cap there. And so, you no, know,
1: but there's a luxury tax. There is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. The teams that are over the luxury tax, they can afford that luxury. They tax. can. And they can afford the penalty that comes with it, too. Yeah, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we'd love to hear from you guys. If you've got a question for us, then give us a call. 863-7104. That is our number. We've got the phone lines opening up in just a second. It's Ned Talk. I'm four point seven The Cave.
3: Ned is in the house. That's right, buddy. The band is back together. It's Ned Talk on
0: 104.7
3: The Cave.
0: Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, your local live sports talk show. So much going on, and uh, one of the things that's kind of interesting to talk about, staying on the NFL, is there's a lot of rumors swirling about exhibition football, and Ned, bring us up to date yeah, on that.
1: And they are nasty rumors, too, that I do not like. I do like what they have done here in canceling games number one and game number four. The two and three are fine. That's the middle of the exhibition season. Mm-hmm. But now that nasty rumor is going around that the NFL is considering canceling all the exhibition games. That part of it I don't like. You need you need some. You need some to get your team gelling because the scrimmages have all been made uh, moot. You can't do them. Heck, the uh, Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears used to have a scrimmage in mm-hmm. one or the other's uh, home area, and the Chiefs would scrimmage with, I think, the Vikings, if I'm not mistaken. But the fact remains that if you can't have that and you can't go against another team, you're going to be missing some of the cohesiveness. And I did hear did hear one little pundit have to say that if – All the exhibition games are canceled. If that does happen and they play the regular season, look out for the injury factor early on because it will be very pronounced and you can have – there is a possibility of some of the big names going down uh, with some significant injuries. I do think that they have to have, at the very minimum, two two games, and I think that would help. Cancel them, all bets are off.
2: Yes agreed they they need a, like you said he need a couple of them because then you get to test players uh where they're at with their physical sure. development for the season and also it gives them a chance to also know where their own body is and again it goes back to that knowing when, what easily will affect them injury wise or not you know some players uh we've talked about talked about tardif earlier you know he was prone to some injuries last year need to know how some of these guys are before things kick off We've heard Mitch talk about how the way Reed is a calculator, how he covers the walls with all the stuff that he goes on with the plays and everything. And he factors that kind of thing
1: in very heavily. You have to remember, too, guys, that the virus with which we're dealing here is called the novel coronavirus novel because this has never happened. Yeah. Nobody knows how this thing is going to morph, uh, whether or not there are more mutations, anything like that. But one factor apparently that is known is that individuals who are large- and this is more a non-conditioned largeness, if I can say this. It's more an obesity factor. But people who are quite a bit overweight do run into a, a more critical circumstance mm-hmm. of being infected by this virus in a critical fashion. Anybody can be infected by it. Right. But in terms of the critical uh, uh, manifestation, uh, the people who are, have an underlying condition and being large is one of them mm-hmm. and so forth and so on, you know what the rest of them are. And football players are big. Where, they are big people.
0: Why are you staring at me?
1: No, I'm not staring at you. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Say I'm no. bigger than he is. Oh, let's, let's let's drop
0: this in here really quick, too. So you mentioned Mitch Holtis, and he's going to be in town July 17th. He'll be out at the Riff, which is right next to Classic Rock Coffee. It's part of their, their location, their compound yep. that they've got out there. And that's right off the corner of Sunset and Kansas Expressway. Mitch Holtis will be there from 5 to 7. And tickets for that event are on sale right now at 1047thecave.com. Due to social distancing, seating will be limited and tickets are sold online only. And last I heard, they were going very quickly. So if you're kind of on the fence about going to see Mitch, this is a thing (laughs) to do. We talked about this last week, Uh, you know, middle of summer. I'm not ready for football. I was ready for football the minute Mitch Holtis <laughs> walked out on stage, and he was Mitch Holtis. So yeah. it's a great thing to go see, and Ned will be there, Stormy will be there, and uh, get you all hyped up for some Kansas he, City he is, football.
1: Uh, he's unique. Uh, that's his life now. It didn't yes. used to be, but it is now. Holtis, of course, during the winter, he does Missouri Valley Conference basketball, some games. Uh, but uh, in the in the fall and the early part of the winter, it's the Kansas City Chiefs, and that is a very pronounced part of his life. He is a very good speaker. What we do in these in these presentations, folks, for those of you who have not been there, is interview him. I, I interview him. Art Haynes interviews uh, interviews him, and we have we have really a pretty good set of questions that we're going to bring up into the uh, into the whole uh, presentation. But he and he doesn't know those ahead of time. He can assume. But the fact is that he is adept at giving these answers. He knows the team backwards and forwards. Brought in a a video presentation last year, Mm -hmm. and that was very, very good. I assume he will this year as well. So if you have the opportunity, and we are going to limit the number of people who are there. Uh, I think last year... I'm going to guess what we had uh, what 250 or so. Say it was yeah, something
2: and around and that, yeah. 300 probably. Yeah.
1: Well, we're going to have to limit we'll it this that. year because of the uh, virus restrictions. But, but. It will happen, and we want to see you there. And Ned's, hopefully,
0: we'll get to see his impressions of Ned and Art again. No, Those that, are no, great. I don't think
1: that's funny at all. Those are <laughs> hilarious. Ned's,
0: Ned's overstating his uh, interviewing skills because when Mitch Holtus walks in the room, you go, so you say, "Mitch, how's it going?" And thirty minutes later, well, thanks, Mitch, for being here because that's a,
1: that's a great interview <laughs> because he he does he
0: he can he fills the room and he's got yes. a he's got a great personality, a giant oh, personality, yeah. and uh, a lot of fun to. To hang out with and just listen to him talk about Chiefs football. I mean, and
1: he's one of these guys who you run into who loves, and I think this is legit. This isn't put on. Loves to be around oh yeah, people. Yes, and uh, the more people who are there, the better off he is. He's an extrovert from the word go, well, and he loves it. And he loves to talk. Loves to talk his favorite subjects.
0: Well, he's a rare combination of guy, a person he he knows the Chiefs probably better than anybody other than Andy Reid and the general manager Brett Beach. He probably knows them better than anybody else. He yeah. he can pull statistics out of his butt. And he loves what he does and that comes through. He's not he never goes through the motions when I've seen Mitch Holtis. He's always very enthusiastic and it's a great time. And so do you but, know
1: why, Joe? I'll tell you why. Because he's old school. Mitch is probably what, 61, 62, somewhere? That. I'm, I'll look it up here in a second. But he's old school. He does his homework. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anybody listening out there does his homework, his research. He doesn't fly off the... He's not a knee-jerk reaction to anything. Are we listening, members of the media? Thank you. Well, he's yeah, he's always, always very prepared, <laughs>
2: and I mean, just just automatically prepared. I think he just study likes to study this stuff. Whenever he's not broadcasting or an appearance or something like that, I'm I'm sure he's just going through stuff because he loves it. Yeah, and you can feel that when he speaks, and that's always a great thing to be able to hear out of somebody because he draws you in with that emotion. He does.
0: Again, that is July 17th. That's just a couple of weeks away, 5 to 7 at the Riff, for our Chiefs happy hour with Mitch Holtis. Ticket price does include a meal, so uh, you want to join us for that. It should be a great time, and they're available online at 1047thecave.com. Let's go back to talking about the NFL season with so many things happening i mean we've seen a lot of baseball players are opting out of the season that's Mm -hmm. going on right now more and more as they approach actual play and with uh nba still kind of a little bit in flux nhl is looks like that they're ready and set to go do you think the season's going to start on time or do you think it's going to be pushed a little bit
1: i'm going to tell you i i don't know i honestly don't know i want to look at it <laughs> we use the glass half full half empty analogies just a short time ago this one i'm going to use glass half full i want them to play this is my passion uh, i'm a reporter yes but i do love baseball i think it's the greatest game going and it is as we've mentioned earlier the core of all the sports in this country it's the it's the foundation now it may not now be the most popular one because everything morphs all of society changes but at one time, regardless of all that, it's the oldest, and it is the cornerstone of what everybody does. So I wanted to succeed. However, Joe, you make a very interesting point. Nick Marcakis uh, bowed out this year. Uh, there have been there have been others, um, a kid from the Los Angeles Dodgers, and David Price. Mm-hmm. David Price has opted out. Prince uh, Felix opted out. Oh, did he? Yeah, or mm-hmm. yeah.
0: King Felix, Felix, I'm sorry. Felix Hernandez. I, I downgraded his there. royalty. <laughs> well,
1: uh, again, uh, these guys. Now, keep in mind, um, Leek of the uh, Arizona yep. Diamondbacks, former yes. Cardinal, he's out. Uh, there are reasons why these guys. Now, the reasons are legitimate because they they feel like it's too dangerous, but they can also afford to do it. <laughs> yes, they are giving up their salary this year, which is 60 games. As opposed to 162, they're being prorated per game. That's fine. That's important for the younger players, the ones who don't have the big contracts. But for the bigger ones, the I was, I think I saw that Leak had put away something like 140 million dollars that he could fall back on. That's that poor. That's, dude. That's Aww, poor guy. Fair. Poor guy. <laughs> but you can no see why they no can make that decision and sacrifice uh, the rest of their career. They also have enough service time to fill all the necessary needs but there are many who do not Uh, so we may see a season without many of the other big names in there however we will see baseball I think I'm going to hold my fingers crossed like this and hope it does come about
2: I think we will see the season start with the scheduled time as of right now because even though baseball tends to be the more emotional of our sports uh, players who tend to be a little more I keep using the word emotional, but, you know, guys, it, gets, it just goes along with the Sensitive, game, if bit, you will, yeah. a little bit, yeah. And so they'll bow out when they need to, but I still think there's going to be more than enough players that they're going to sit there and say, I want to play ball. Yeah. And I think we're going to see the season. I think it's going to start on time, personally. Um, and uh, I hope it does because I, I just know I'm ready to just – I just want to flip on the radio or the app or whatever it is, and I just want to hear ball games.
1: Well, speaking of one time – Uh, The schedule is out. It wasn't supposed to come out until this coming weekend. But get this for a surprise, ladies and gentlemen. There were leaks. (laughs) Oh, my. What a shocker. Anyway, you have the July 23rd opening doubleheader. What is it?
0: Yeah, it's the Giants and the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Washington Nationals will Mm -hmm. play each other. Let's, let's give this just a couple of minutes. We, this is going to be our big story that we're going to talk about tonight, but, but let's, let's just condense it down into a couple of minutes and just get quick thoughts. As the season approaches, we've had a change in society. Will we see a Cleveland Indians, and will we see a Washington Redskins?
1: The Cleveland Indians we will see because mm-hmm. that, that has only been suggested as a change. And if they change, all the others do, too. You can't change them in one year. They're just too much protocol that you have to go through with Major League Baseball, and they're about to start. Redskins, I really and truly doubt that you would see anything this year. If they change, it's going to be if, – if they change, it'll be forthcoming maybe as soon as next year. Maybe. But uh, whether or not it, it comes to uh, fruition – I, I think that's debatable in all honesty. Daniel Snyder still owns a team. He has had some of his minor shareholders opt out or ask to, um, ask to sell their shares. But this is still an NFL team yeah. and a very good investment. So we'll, we'll have to see how that one works out. In baseball, though, I think if they do change any of them, and it, and it wouldn't be just them, you'd have to talk about the Braves You'd have to talk about the Kansas City City Chiefs. Chiefs, How the fans are going to react to that? Not very well, in in my Mm -hmm. opinion.
0: Well, we we, we talked about this off the air this morning. Personally, to me, the team from Washington, that name is offensive. That's me. That's how I feel about it. I know a lot of people don't see it that way. I'm not Native American, but if I was, I would find that extremely offensive. Now, we talked about the Indians and the Chiefs and the Braves and how teams look to choose a mascot that they wanted to, you know, emulate, that they wanted to get that ferocity or bravery or whatever to recognize that team with. And I don't feel that those teams have ever – some of the logos, the the Chief Wahoo logo –
1: yeah, but, but but Joe that's gone.
0: And yeah, and the and the laughing brave logo, which has gone too. that that since gone. And I don't feel like the the Kansas City Chiefs have ever done anything that was that was really just dis- well, the Chiefs don't do that. The oh, fans oh do that. Contra-
1: <laughs> well, it's the fan. No, hell no. The team the teams aren't about to do any of that doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, the Redskins don't even do that. But the fans do but
0: the fans and do. that
1: mm-hmm. can be that can be viewed as objectionable. Now I'm I'm Unlike you, I am not offended by that name, but I'm not Native American and uh, I am native Irish, but I'm not annoyed by the fighting Irish of Notre Dame. And it's really in a I want sense, lucky
2: charms. You're drunk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Does that one bother
2: you? I don't know. That's what come up. But now wait a minute,
1: let's debate <laughs> that one. Around.
2: I think the e I think the Indian's name will definitely stick around. I, I just don't see that one going anywhere, I think. And I always bring up pop culture as kind of an influence on things. I think the movie Major League influenced the society and still does in such a way. I just don't see that one going away. Now the Redskins win one. I honestly see the possibility of that one changing, but as Ned said, it will not be an overnight change. But I see a forthcoming announcement if they do, and then it will develop.
1: Yeah, it, it would. Yeah, because after all, if if they were to say, "Okay, we're going to bow to the pressure," my God, look at all the memorab not memorabilia, but the. Uh, Uh, merchandise clothing merchandise everything that you have to call back
0: well you you, what happens is you end up watching a show on national geographic channel and all that stuff is dumped (laughs) and really honestly it's dumped into third world countries that's why you see like somebody walking around wearing super bowl championships carolina panthers 19 you know whatever because they dump all that stuff And, and, and to their credit because it's helping people out but That's what happens. And,
1: Joe, does that not tell you what the impact of American sports is elsewhere?
0: Well, it's free clothes. It doesn't matter. (laughs) They still still wear them. (laughs) It is Ned Talk, and we are discussing sports. We'd love to hear from you. Our number is 863-7104. Getting set to open up the the phone lines. We'd love to hear from you on 104.7 The Cave. 104.7 The Cave, Ned Talk, in the studio with Stormy Davis, Ned Brunnels. we got a couple of callers on the phone right now. First of all, let's uh, check in with Bill. Bill, how are you this evening? I'm doing, good, doing good. Doing good. And you had some opinions to voice about the name changes. We apparently touched a subject. We touched a sore subject with that one. So tell us your thoughts. I want to hear from you.
3: Uh, about the, the name change?
0: Yeah, about name changes.
3: Uh, Well, you know, I just wonder. You know, when they say you know a group comes forward, you know, and they 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 don't like the name or whatever. You know, what are we talking about there? We're talking about five people, or a hundred people, or a thousand people. You know, if it's you know if it's the majority of the people, especially those people that are buying tickets, sitting up in the stands, they got an issue with it. I think not. You know. the Redskins are the Redskins. If they weren't the Redskins, I don't know. I
1: just uh, – it wouldn't, it wouldn't be right. Well – You have to understand the uh, – and I, I do understand where you're coming from, too, uh, and I fully agree with that point. They've been the Redskins. They were the Redskins when they were in Boston uh, before George Preston Marshall moved mm-hmm. them to Washington. They've always been the Redskins. We live exactly. in a different time. This is an altogether different viewpoint in society. This is what will go down in the history books as the politically correct society for whatever that's worth. And this falls into that circumstance. Is that term offensive to, and doesn't really matter how many people, is it to a a certain sect of, uh, of American? And apparently it is to some, it isn't to others. I do remember a controversy a number of years ago when... The Atlanta Braves name, they, the people wanted the Braves' tomahawk chop, stopped, or their managers, Pat Corrales, who is partial Native American. And they ask him about it, and he said, I don't care what they do. It doesn't make a difference to me. I just want to get paid and play baseball. Well, I wonder how many of football fans around the country feel the same way about the Redskins as well. But – I uh, also have to say, I do see where that could be an offensive term. And if it is in today's society, then it will probably, probably be changed. But it certainly won't be this year. Maybe not next. Maybe not forever. We'll have to see. Let,
0: let, let's just stop and say this for a second, too. This is not unprecedented. And it's not unprecedented in the city that we're talking about. No. Because mm-hmm. when I was growing up, the basketball team from Washington was called the Bullets. And they felt like that that sent the wrong overall message, and they changed the name of the team to the Wizards. What's the big deal?
1: Well, there you're talking about a tangible circumstance to a human being. And here it's more of a, 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 a can be considered to be a slur. So there is, I don't,
0: you and I are going to disagree about this. You are that. going to interrupt
1: me time yeah. and time again. Don't, because I'll have to take punitive measures. If that
0: it is a slur. Let's just, I'm going to say what, it's bullet, a slur.
1: Bullets? Bullets. No, not bullets. And that's but... what I said. I said the Redskins is considered a slur. Okay. All right. The other is a tangible effect on the human person. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there, I think there probably is a difference there. But I can see, I can understand this, the uh, sensitivity with with changing that name. I, again, I don't think it's going to happen. And uh, is it John? John with it's, us? it's Bill. Bill, what do you think? What are your thoughts? I
3: just don't see how comes. You know, we, we have to bend over for everybody, you know. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I made a uh, – come January 1st, I said, I'm not going to be politically correct anymore. I'm calling <laughs> a spade a spade. And that's the way it is with me now. I mean, it's a spade it's a spade. You know, I don't I don't care. Um, you know, so why is somebody else taking control, especially – something that has been there forever
0: mm-hmm. but we, we've I talked mean, what, we, we talked about this if, that if, the teams changed their names
3: change the, name the, change the name of the cardinals because they were a devout catholic and it felt like that uh you know that's really infringing on uh the catholic religion having a baseball team named the cardinals hmm. you know
0: but this is not again. This is not unprecedented, though. People have changed the names of of sports teams in the past. The the Cleveland Browns became the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah,
3: that was because of the
1: move. That and that is a different that's a different
3: circumstance. They did not want to do what the Cardinals did to
1: St. Louis. And I, I think right. I think
2: one of the things Bill's coming up with is where, where do we stop? Where,
1: well, where he, does it end? That's right. What
0: well, I th- think we can all agree that common sense kind of plays into all this sort of stuff. I'm not a, I, you know, anybody can listen to the show tells that I fall different than Stormy and and Ned, and I don't view this as a politi- a politically correct period. I view it as a correctness that we're finding our way to the right spots that we should be in. Just because we did something, just because we've done something for a certain amount of time, does not make it right. But Joe, he's beating on the table, sa- people.
1: Who says? That we should change. Who are the individuals who say it? Native I haven't seen Americans. Exactly what I, think. I haven't seen a groundswell like uh, Bill hasn't here. But be that as it may, we're not gonna solve anything. Bill, that's a great question. Thanks, and Bill. We really do appreciate your listening to us. Thank you. Thanks,
0: Bill. What let's we'll, we'll switch over to Guy. Guy is calling. Guy uh is from New York originally. What brings you to uh to Springfield?
3: Actually I live in Naples.
0: Oh really? Okay. You're you're uh, Nixa too? Oh. Where are you at? Where would you say you were at? Ava. Ava. Oh, Ava. Okay. Ava. Ava. okay. Ava. We could, okay good, good. So we, you were interested in talking about name change, too. What are your thoughts?
3: I totally agree with uh, Bill. Um, you were just talking to him. Uh, what happens to these people, the fans, that were hanging out with these teams for 50, 60 years, and you change the name?
1: Yeah. yeah. Who, who are you? Who, what kind of a constituency are you appealing to in a circumstance like that? How much weight do the fans, the older fans carry, the tradition? How much is falling on that?
0: Zero. They, they, they get zero consideration. And any sports franchise will tell you that because, first of all, the Brooklyn Dodgers were in Brooklyn. And what consideration did their fans get when they moved to
1: L.A.? And here is the most earth yeah. most earth shaking fact. I agree with you. We we had Scott Bales on the show yeah. last week, and how much did the fans consider in the in the uh, baseball negotiations? None. Not one damn bit. None. Not yeah. a bit. And you know I, what? Maybe I, I I listened
3: to this show last week, and that was a very interesting conversation. And you're exactly right.
0: Yeah, I I, I it, it, uh,
3: it, it, MLB. It,
0: I'm sorry. It, I'm sorry, Bill. Him, go, I'm sorry. Go I, ahead.
3: The Major League Baseball, as you said, they couldn't have one less amount of fans.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just basically the way that it is. I mean, it's it's first of all, it's a business. Yes. And, if, and oftentimes you find during social change that corporations will lead the way in social change because <laughs> they know that that's good for business. And sometimes, you know, baseball, football, basketball, NBA, NHL, <laughs> they're all at heart a business,
1: of course, and their okay.
0: constituencies are made up of, of a lot of minorities. So but I, I
3: totally understand what you're saying, but are the fans bringing the
2: revenue into the team? They are the ones bringing the revenue in with ticket sales and concessions and but they're not merchandise anymore. and all that stuff. But right now they're not, of course, because you know fans no. aren't at games, but. There, when that's what's the sad thing is that when the turnaround comes around to taking fans into
0: consideration for decision making they don't do it. It's it's like I said it's a business and and where yeah. they get most of their money from Matt now is from TV. It's yep. just the, everything as far as what they make at the stadiums just pretty much that's gravy. Well, you know, in it's TV, in, where they in get the
1: baseball, group. though in baseball, baseball it did that's in, different. It was forty percent of their revenue. Yeah. <laughs> in football, it is not TV. No, TV is hockey, NASCAR, basketball. TV really does make the biggest difference. Yeah. Hey, Bill, that's thank you very much. We for, appreciate uh, your call with, tonight, and thank you for listening to us too, man. Thank you. All right, thank you guys. Yes, sir. Have a good night. Yes, Have sir. a great night. Thanks, A lot Scott. of
0: people feel strongly about that, and I, and and I do I do get it honestly. Mm. I do I do get it, but I'm also of the of the mindset too that if you look at the history of sports and you look at the way that sports has behaved, teams move all the time, teams change their names all the time, they do stuff, and and it, um, basically what it comes down to is not political correctness or what's right. It comes down to dollars. And since it yeah, but
1: you're right about them moving the franchises. That does happen. It's a little happens a little bit too much, in my opinion. But I don't, Joe. I don't think they've changed their names all that much. There have been some, but uh, not all that many. Uh, the only one that, well, the ones that come to mind, the Seattle Pilots, when they moved, they're the Milwaukee mm-hmm. Brewers now. But that really took the place of an old minor league franchise from years and years ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, in terms of, in terms of changing to acclimate themselves to a particular society and so forth. I haven't seen a whole lot of that. Well,
0: you know, again, there's precedent for it. It's happened. We've seen it, like I said, in Washington. But it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I'm going to disagree with you guys. I think it's going to happen, and I think for Washington, it's going to happen really quick. I think something's going to really happen because Ron Rivera's already been talking to Snyder about name changes. And you know what? Sometimes when you blow something up and come out with something new, people love it and that means that much more revenue.
1: Yeah, but how, how are we going to disagree cuz I say it will happen too but not right away. I th- see I think he it's going so. to no I right think way. it's going to
0: happen faster. I think it's going to happen pretty fast. It's Ned Talk. The phone lines are open. You can give us a call 863-7104. Got a few more minutes left in the show.
3: Ned is in the house. The news and everything that's happening on the local scene will follow. It's Ned Talk on 104.7 the
0: Cave. It's Ned Talk one of four point seven. The Cave. Interesting conversation that we've had tonight. We've kind of gone from <laughs> well, we've really stayed in the money category all night. All category. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Mahomes signing a big deal, and then we're talking about
1: teams changing their name. Let's uh, let's. One more thing, real quickly. Okay. The the, the conversation did spark something, and I'm going to change my name. How oh, would no. Co sell right? <laughs> oh no! You know,
0: I, I just real quickly when I started out back working in radio, I I went by a name that was used by another DJ on the East Coast. As a friend of mine suggested, said use you, you know you ought to use this name. This guy's not on the air anymore, and so I did. And then when I started doing a show that got some national recognition, that got people stirred up. And the former general manager here, Rick McCoy, he he just looked at me one day and he said, just blow it up. It'll be okay. Just (laughs) blow it up. I know I'm not a sports franchise. Let's talk to Stormy. He runs his own little. I won't say little sounds demeaning. I don't mean it that way. You run your own sports franchise right now.
2: Well, I don't, I'm the You're GM. part of it. I am part of it. We have the uh, semi-pro football team here in town, the Queen City Insane Asylum football program, and we have our home opener this fr- uh, Saturday night, 7 p.m. at the Sci Sports Complex down in Nixa. That's uh, right by the former Summers at the River, if you know that area down yeah. there. So uh, we're going to be playing down there, and uh, it's an eight-man squad of, of semi-pro football. It's part of the IDFL, the Impact Developmental Football League, which has a pretty wide a range of football for people. They've got 8-man, 11-man football, in both indoor and out, plus they have women's divisions both indoor and out in football, and the Asylum is part of this league, and so we're looking forward to a great game. We've got the uh, Blue Jackets from up at Wentzville, Missouri are coming down and uh, should be a should be a very good game to see what, what happens with the team. But we've got uh, 37 on the roster right now. Uh, this, just to give you a quickie on the field, 70-yard field with 50 yards of play and 28 yards wide. That's how we set it up for eight-man stuff. Now, oh, wow.
1: because this is abbreviated eight-man football, there still is tackling and blocking. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh yes, and you'll hear
2: it too. <laughs> I mean, you think somebody's still setting the fireworks off with some of the players we've got, and we've got some really terrific players coming through, and uh, we've got a couple of guys who used to play even for Alabama, and uh, we've got uh, of course the Iron Man of semi-pro football here in Springfield, Joe Helms, who's approaching his 150th consecutive start. Wow! In semi-pro, and so we've got guys got they just love to play, and we've talked about this several times on the air, and that's the beauty of watching these guys. It's like the little kids growing up, they're playing it because they want to. And semi-pro players pay to play. And so it's just a great program and uh, something local. And it's live sports for people to come watch if you choose to. So the Cy Sports Complex down in Nixa, down in the valley,
0: next to where Summers at the River used to be, 7 o'clock kickoff time. Please go. I mean, we've talked to Stormy about this several times. We've talked to oh, Caleb, Caleb Scott about the team, and uh, just love the philosophy that the the Springfield team, the Queen City team, has. I yes. love it. Just uh, just being a part of the community, doing better for others, and lifting other people up. I just there's died. a moral
2: code in the yeah. in the contract that they signed. They helped set up the uh, Vietnam. Traveling Memorial that was that's going to be viewed here in town this week. Uh, they helped do volunteer work to help restock the kitchen when they had their fire. These, this, this really makes me feel good about, once again, about athletes working with guys like this who have this kind of commitment, who are willing to make this kind of sacrifice. And it's really great to see these fine young men and work with them. They're, they're just terrific.
0: Yeah, so go out and see it again, Stormy. Give them all the information, everything they need to know about the game, what time, ticket prices, all of that. 7
2: p.m. this Saturday. And we've got a special one. If you get there uh, at the cert- if you get there early, and get in soon, you'll be get in uh, free. First thousand people or first hundred people through the gate are in free, and some will be getting a Queen City seat cushion. That's a little incentive, a little freebie for the yeah. for the inaugural game. Seven p.m. Sci Sports Complex, in uh, down in the valley next to the old Summers at the River. How many games will they play this year? Right now, I'm looking at. Uh, I want to say it's twelve regular season games. I'll have to double check. Um, and I've got the skip. You hear me best with the papers. I'm here looking at my notes. I <laughs> do this too. I I've do this too every to week. You.
0: I pick a question, and you don't know and the I'm answer there to. Flipping
2: the d- dead gum papers around. <laughs> but uh, you know, we the season is still building because of what's yeah. going on with with the COVID. Because we have six teams in this division right now, but two of them aren't playing this year. They're playing next year. So we're still having to build in some certain games here and there. So we're still working on that. But glad to see sports is back and alive at uh, in Springfield. That's that's a great thing. Ned, are you going to go?
1: I Wish I could, but I can't because I have a commitment on Saturday night. Uh, there's you know, I, there's some commitments. In I've been my, saying you've been committed for a I long time. Been committed. That's what's, exactly right. What's your commitment on Saturday night? I can't. I can't really <laughs> elaborate on it. Oh, I, I can. Not able okay. to.
0: Yeah, he does that to me all
1: the time. Let's go do something
0: together. Oh, no, I have a commitment. What's your commitment? No, I'm not going to tell you. It's not not a
1: matter of not going to. I can't tell you.
0: I don't want Uh-oh. to be seen in public. I don't want to see him be in public with this fat, <laughs> unprepared liberal.
1: <laughs> no. No.
0: Just just liberal period. <laughs> all right. It's now, all in fun, people. Just it's all kidding. in fun.
1: Just kidding. All right.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll I'll see you tomorrow morning, Stormy. I'll see you next Monday night. We'd love to hear from you guys if you have got a question for us that you would like to ask or you think of it while we're off the air, you can hit us up on our Facebook page. It's the Ned Talk Facebook page. We will see you next Monday night, 6 to 7, Ned Talk, right here on 104.7 The Cave.